Live from Cool Boys Central. You're the boss down there. I'm boss up here. From bat tips to bat nips, <laughs> we are just cool boys revisiting Batman, the animated series, and wearing hats. <laughs> this is Batman and Beyond, a cool boys podcast. I see Batman and Beyond. Are you showing me your dick right now? Uh, Steve, do you want to fuck my butt tonight? Yeah, this is your first time popping the cherry. Oh, Steve, that was such dirty cherry talk. <laughs> oh, don't, don't keep that in there. I, I don't know why you said that to me. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Are we going to – you're going to pop my cherry tonight? Oh, no. Greetings, <laughs> Cool Boy Nation. And welcome to another installment of Batman and Beyond, a Cool Boys podcast. Woo woo! I'm Ballard. And I'm Steve. Uh. Nice. So cool. <laughs> and then you're going to go, oh, bump in the chair. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> All right. Well, tonight's episode is... Time Out of Joint. This episode, Time Out of Joint, is directed by Dan Reba. Story by Alan Burnett. Teleplay by Steve Perry. And um, this episode came out on October 8th, 1994. And this week's villain is The Return of Clock King. Mm-hmm. Fugate. Fugate. Temple Fugate. Mm-hmm. Wikipedia says the Clock King returns to continue his vendetta against Mayor Hill. This time, the time-obsessed criminal hopes to murder Hill with the help of a stolen invention that allows him to warp time and travel at super speed. Securing another device from its creator, Batman and Robin take on the Clock King in a furious, high-speed battle for the Mayor's life. Too fast, too furious. And Steve... This episode is my first episode in this rewatch we've been doing as a podcast where I have the adventures of Batman and Robin montage opening. It's so bad compared to the original. It but really is. They're like trying. I, I was watching it again this time a little bit and they're like trying to make it like a punched up version almost like by still keeping – the original one where there's the bank robbery and it's like, are, are they on their way to the bank robbery? Are they like doing this flashy, awesome stopping other villains on the way? And like, right. And like, what's going on here? Like what sort of, I don't know. It's just like, I felt like that's what they were trying to do though. was like some sort of like punched up version of like an action, you know, them eventually catching the, the all the criminals. Mm-hmm. They're navigating. Yeah. They're navigating multiple crimes I yeah. guess, all at once. Yeah. Yeah, we get to see their efforts throughout the <laughs> centuries. Yeah, it's I mean, it's 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 ho hum. It's definitely not the beautiful artwork of Eric Radomski's, you know, open that's a short, you know, video, yeah. a short film which is uh, I guess uh based off the test, right? The original yeah. animation test. So, yeah, it's kind of sad that we're entering a different world, but we still have painted uh, title cards, at least. It was a nice poster-looking one. I liked it. Yeah, it was gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. So, uh, like we said, the Clock King returns in this episode. But, Steve, I have a question for you. Okay. How? Because last time we saw him, he was falling to his death in a clock tower. Well, 
didn't Batman think something like that he was somehow survived? I thought he had some sort of line at the end. I was like, somehow, I don't think this is the last. Wait, was he talking to, uh, like, Gordon or something? I forget. But, yeah, I'm pretty sure that he did have some sort of, <laughs> like, premonition. Who's of... he talking to? I'm not Batman's sure. Batman's all like, he'll be back because they're always coming back. They all come back. <laughs> because, like, I, I don't know. I mean, most people would die with a whole bunch of fucking different giant metal, Well, he's like, the clock you know, king, clocks. so... He knew exact timing. I think we talked about this at the at the end. But he was like, mm-hmm. "Okay, one, two, three, shoo. okay, two, two. And he was just like counting the seconds, and I and, and he did it perfectly. I I, I kind of want to see it, but they probably just don't have the budget for for that. So how he figured out how they uh, how all the different pieces <laughs> of the survived. clock falls. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How, he's, how he's jumping from one to the other and like doing all Matrix style. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, so yeah, maybe that's how. Yeah, they should. They should do that. We should see that. We should actually have had that flashback. <laughs> that would have been awesome. It would have been cool. Instead, and we just have him showing up to an auction instead. They should have <laughs> also explained how he became like a butler to that doctor. Yeah. Like, suddenly, he's like acting like Alfred or something. I he, feel like we missed the more interesting episode yeah, here. <laughs> they really need to fill in those gaps. Like that would have been pr- pretty interesting. Much yeah. more so than this boring auction. I, once again, I agree with Robin. Robin's my main man. Robin. <laughs> yeah, this is a boring auction. <laughs> There's fucking eggs and clocks. Saint. Wait, was it a uh, King Louis the Sixteenth clock or whatever? Mm-hmm. Antique clock. Yeah, classic. Super amazing. And oh, but here's the great part, right? So the clock king steals that clock. And it's just, like, a test for him, right? It's, like, no reason at all. He, like, tosses it in the trash. He's, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Just fucking – just to see if I could do it. But here's what's interesting. So this antique clock from King Louis the Sixteenth goes missing in this auction. And everyone right away is all like, whoa, where'd it go? What the fuck? Who stole it? Who stole it? Bruce and Dick jump out of their chairs and sprint out of there. <laughs> there is no other way to look more guilty than just taking <laughs> off out of the room as soon as something was stolen. It's true. <laughs> I just thought that was pretty interesting. That, that's some shady, shady work they just did there. They... They should have played it a little cooler for a bit, I feel like. Especially since they didn't do anything. Like, they didn't go around looking for the clock king and find him. They just, like, you know, apparently just went to Commissioner Gordon to go see what they the They got the costumes. Showed. Yeah, they just ran to get their costumes on. They're like, you got to get the camera. You know, they were like, you need a f-. I don't know why. And they are like, yeah, but they needed They the, needed it. They needed they the footage, like, right away. And he was like, fine, all right. Yeah. I don't care about this auction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. And then they go, get, and then they go watch the footage, and it's just like immediately like Batman's like, I, I bet you it's the Clock King. <laughs> we, no, he says like it's like we don't have another Invisible Man. Hopefully, I bet you it's the Clock King. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whatever the fuck. He, he figured said. it out instantly. Yeah, he did. But then we find out, yeah, here you know what well, you no, mentioned earlier. Well, no, it wasn't earlier. that he. I thought that uh, Robin saw thought he, he mentioned that he thought he saw the Clock King. Oh, and right, that's right, at the auction, because Rob was so thing. bored, he was staring into everything, yeah. And so, that's why it was on his mind, so it wasn't like, you know, then he saw, like, the hand, or, like, I think it was, like, a watch or something, and so he was, like, clocking. Yeah, sure. no, they, they see the hand on the video grab the, the actual yeah. clock, right, and that's kind of, like, their only clue, along with Robin's eyewitness account. Um, so... As you mentioned earlier, we have uh, Temple Fugit as a butler to this uh, scientist, Dr. Watanaki or some shit like that, right? Fu- Wakandi. Funanaki? Wakakiki. Wakadi. It was uh, uh, Wakadi. Yes, Wakadi. <laughs> I just looked it I up. I got there. Yeah, Dr. Wakadi. 
Um, by the way, apparently they misspelled his name in the credits, but they misspelled his name to be the exact misspelling that Robin says in the car when he gets the name wrong and Batman corrects him. Huh. So I was just like, yeah, I saw that when I was looking this up on like some uh, fandom.com. And, uh, yeah, it was like, yeah, they say Dr. Wakati is credited as daughter Wataki. Robin himself mispronounces the name in that way, and Batman has to correct them. So they fucking just never know. They always misspell shit. They, they misspelled, like, or no, I think they got, like, the ages wrong of uh, Robin, even, um, in uh, Robin's Reckoning. Like, one episode he's, like, nine, and the next episode he's ten, but, there like, no time has passed. Hmm. So... They're never that good, I guess, at keeping the due diligence of uh, credits, along with their animations, of course. But they look—it looks amazing, as always. It really does. I I enjoyed this episode. I remember this one. This this one, for whatever reason, um, stand stood out to me as a kid. The whole idea. Oh of, yeah. Uh, time control i guess and, and mm-hmm. being able to speed up time and doing it's all like that. out of this world right like you ever watch out of this world with phoebe back in the 80s i don't and, and she so. would do this she would touch her little fingers together and then that would stop time and if she put her hands together that would restart time no i didn't and she see was like the, she was half alien half earthling her dad was an alien that talked to her through like a pink crystal and uh she had like family and friends and that that like you know knew that she was an alien and most no, of the people she was hiding. Did not Anyways, watch it. So that was a show I watched all the time. And this show we're watching right now, Time Out of Joint, is very similar to that. I think probably like you, a lot of kids, including myself, is anytime you can fuck with time, it's just like the best thing ever. It's like the way to be able to play more. It's a good way to be able to like you know run in and out of like you know uh, fucking whatever movies or whatever you wanted to watch as a kid like what they had that scene where there's the woman that's falling you know and he like sees her and he like Mm -hmm. kind of like makes fun of her yeah yeah like like, it's just a lot of fun like just screw with people you think about like as a kid i would think about things like robbing banks if i could stop time or 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 spying on girls in locker rooms (laughs) (laughs) honestly i did that as a kid i thought that i never did that but i thought that Mm -hmm. um one of the things about Temple Fugit that's interesting here is that he wants to murder, I guess, the mayor, as uh, the Wikipedia pointed out. Revenge. And boy, does he fucking hold revenge. Yeah, Jesus Christ. He has a big-ass grudge on this mayor. And it's like... All because he made him late. All because he made him late and he fucked up his trial and everything like that, which he ended up being what the, uh, <laughs> the opposing attorney for the mayor was at the time. But it's like... Uh, we talked about him last week, Kyodai Ken. It's like, again, it's like, you know, the these these Batman villains who kind of continue their revenge over two-episode storylines, and then, like, that's practically it, like, for those characters. Like, do we even have another Temple Fugit, the Claw King episode after this? Is this it for him? I don't remember another one. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. So, like, yeah, if, if this is his end... Then it's kind of very similar to those like Night of the Ninja and Day of the Samurai series, because it, they just last two episodes. Well, it's two episodes. It's revenge driven, but they're like <laughs> I don't know. Like, kind of similar. They're the, just that they only appear twice. Well, they're continuations of each other, like without being part one or part two. You know what I mean? Like they're kind of like continuations of their narrative. Uh huh. Like no one else has like continued their like they have continued specific crimes. No, no, but no like one else Cat has continued Woman. like a specific like violent crime over and over again. No one's like I'm gonna do this same crime 
Like Kyoto Ken's whole thing was like Killer I'm Croc fuck wants with... to throw rocks at Batman. Oh, I guess that's true. <laughs> we only know that based on Batman's own gleaming of that incident uh, moment. I, I think he experienced it a few times, so that's why he knew to, to talk about it. And that's why we saw it happen in uh, that one moment. Jeez. Oh, my God. I would love to see an episode that was just a montage of all the times Killer Croc <laughs> threw a rock at Batman's head and missed. <laughs> that would be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, we have a cliffhanger act break. The time bomb? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, the time bomb where, you know, Batman and Robin are trapped in time, as Batman says. They're in a slow motion bubble. It was I so think. weird. Like, how did he <laughs> had all these different ways to program this time thing. It was, it was fun, you know? It wasn't just... Yeah freezing time or speeding up time like that was an interesting one the, the time bomb where they're stuck in in or though they were sped up or something so no 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 they were they were slowed down and so the world was moving faster around them yeah and they and they were yeah it was, it was a time booby trap on the batmobile and it, it really doesn't make sense it, it because doesn't, it's like and then it throws in some e equals mc squared too you know it's like and, yeah well, We're one of the g- things you think about it is, like, <coughs> Batman would, like, like the Batmobile would still move a little bit. It wouldn't be stopped frozen. And then even Batman says, um, if another car hits us, it, it'll it'll be like, what is, is it, something like a... Uh, an atomic it'll be bomb. Like, it, it'll be like, yeah, it'll trigger an atomic explosion. Yeah. Right? So then after it's all said and done, after this time bomb, this time booby trap has been destroyed by Batman firing, you know, through the floor at it uh, with his grappling hook. Uh, Robin's like, oh, I think we lost 48 hours. You're telling me over a 48-hour period, no car. nobody drove in that lane? Well, they were, like, <laughs> out in the middle of nowhere. Oh, no, no. Was this out in the No, they weren't. They were in the no, middle yeah, of the this city. This in the middle of the city, yeah. Yeah, they're in the middle of the city, so it's like nobody drove in the fucking well, left maybe lane. Maybe they saw the car. Can they see if the car frozen? Oh, my God. So for 48 hours, people were, like, seeing the car, and, like, were like, ah! <laughs> It's not, you see this doing? sort of like ghost image of a car like sputtering yeah. or something. And people are like walking up to the windshield <laughs> and see Robin and Batman like slowly like moving in there. They're just like, what is going on? The police These dudes are, are on like drugs. putting like codes. Like, codes around <laughs> them and trying to tow it. It's to be a 48 hours. It's like, yeah, like they're like, why can't we tow this it? It's taking a long time. We... Yeah, it's, it's impossible to tow. How come we can't tow this? Oh, it's it's been time booby trapped. <laughs> Yeah, it's weird. It was a that was a weird that didn't make. It, I loved it as a kid. Was I the, loved it as a kid though. The explanation of why the Batmobile didn't, you know, like Robin's like, how come the Batmobile didn't find it? And, and Batman's like, it must have have its own sort of t- like window of time or something like that. Uh, it, it's like, in its own temporal hole, time yeah, hole or some shit. He said something silly where you're just like, okay, like. Why did you even bring it up? Like, no one even thought that the computer would sense it or something. I yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're, 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 they're writing in things to answer <laughs> that no one cares about. Yeah. It, it seemed like That's it a good to point. Me. Yeah, and then they, of course, figure it out because it's a callback to the uh, to the first episode we had. The train um, schedule. Where the clocking knows trains, man. Knows that train schedule. I, uh, it's, I, like, I like that continuity. That's definitely, you know, shows a level of care. Yeah, and it's like detective work, right? It's like him remembering, oh, yeah, that's right. This fucking dude did this one thing that one episode. <laughs> so that was that was fun. Yeah, that was cool. Um, the other thing that's kind of cool is like how Batman and Robin get those supersonic fucking bikes like from uh, Wakati, uh-huh. Dr. Wakati. Like that was pretty cool. And he's like, he's like, tell me everything you know about this fucking device now. <laughs> and I, I kind of like a little bit of like how they explain the science. I don't know anything about fucking time science. Oh, yeah. 
Who but does? like <laughs> that that's what makes it fun. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah, but like it feels like they kind of did a good job of honoring the reality of it as best as we understand it uh, today even. I have no idea. I would say they honored it as well as like Time Cop honored time time travel. No way. A time Cop I think is actually not that bad to be honest. I think All Time right. Cop does a pretty good job of honoring it too. All right. Let's go with My that. My favorite thing about Time Cop is if you touch like Your, yourself. yourself. Oh yeah, I love that it, little bit. It kills you, right? That's the ending. That that's makes sense to me. That, that makes yeah, sense to me. Matter should not be able to touch the same matter. That, yeah. that totally makes sense. I totally some yeah. sort of paradox go mm-hmm. on instead you of think? having. I think they just explode. <laughs> oh my god! So you know what I would do is I would constantly like bring like back in time a goldfish, and then throw it into the same goldfish's tank, and then watch them swim around till they touch each other, and then. <laughs> <laughs> Turn into goldfish goo. <laughs> it's pretty psychotic. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, how far back in time are you traveling? How would you know that it's the same goldfish? Oh, uh, like like a minute, you know, like uh, a minute. Wow. Yeah. Just so I, you know, I'm in the same apartment. You know, <laughs> don't want to don't want to be like going back too far. So, anyways, whatever. Um. Oh, Batman runs with the exploding bomb at the end, right? To, like, save the day because, you know, fucking Fugit actually gets all the way to the mayor and he sets the bomb off and there's nothing they can do. And I like, I love that the bomb is actually exploding as he's running with it. It doesn't make sense that his hands would not be burned badly regardless. Uh-huh. The, the temperature would still be there. <laughs> like, And the concussive force would still be there even in slow motion. So his hands should, like, slowly get pushed away from the bomb, but because it's in slow motion, you should be able to still control maybe the concussive blast. But it's it's one of those things that, like, you know, it, it's it, it's kind of cool. Yeah, I don't think they are expecting, I guess, the a kid to think about that part. No. It's also homage to Batman the movie when he's running around with the bomb. Oh, yeah? Yeah. M- remember that? You, you, you seen yeah, Batman. Yeah, the, yeah, that, yeah. the 66 and one. He, my favorite part's when he's gonna toss it over the ledge and he looks down and he just sees ducks and he mm. just won't do it. <laughs> when you were talking about the Sonic motorcycles or whatever, oh yeah, you yeah. had uh, Robin mentioning you know that they're faster than a speeding bullet. Which oh is yeah, a, you know, yes. a nice little wink and a nod to uh, Superman. Right while he's watching like a plane, I think fly by or something yeah. like that. Or no, uh, like he's flying by or they're driving by a plane. So yeah. I don't know if they're trying to say already that they they know about Superman because I know that Superman they were developing that show. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. I forget when it aired. I can check on when Superman started to air. Yeah, check it out for sure. Might as well. When was the release date for the first? Episode? The first season aired in '96, September of '96. Oh well, then technically, then Superman might be. All right after Batman. By the way, is the mayor supposed to be really weak when he can't lift the fucking gavel? Is that the whole point? Is he's weak? Um, I think it's just a really heavy gavel. It's so heavy. It looks really big. It does, but like I don't think it's that heavy. <laughs> like he can't, he couldn't lift it. He's got no upper body strength at all. Yeah, he looks like a fit guy. I well, he does, but he isn't clearly. Well, um, I have to say this episode. Uh, wasn't, you know, what I remembered it, but, um, it felt more like, this is like a great plot and almost a better villain for The Flash, like, than it is for Batman. With the time stuff? Well, to, uh, yeah, all the time stuff and the fact that Batman's running at, you know, supersonic speeds right now to mm-hmm. throw the bomb so that it doesn't injure anybody, and, yeah, all, I mean, 
I think they did a good job of essentially turning a Flash story into a Batman story. But it really felt like this could have been a better Flash story. They just really didn't do much of Flash then. Well, there wasn't a Flash. So. No, he's only – he's in like, what, a few episodes of Superman? They, they bring him up, I think, more in Justice League. Well, I know, but I think he shows up in Superman first, and then he come, and then Justice League's when they like kind of bring them all in. Because even Superman has Hal Jordan's origin, if I'm not mistaken, uh, the uh, his Green Lantern origin. Yeah, is that how and, it goes? Yeah, but then Justice League just kind of jumps out at with John Stewart right away. So, anyways, um, I thought it would it would have been an interesting story for Flash. You could have done it with Flash. Uh, that being said, it's not the best. It's not the worst. Uh, I gave it three out of five boys, um, and I I could see myself, you know, giving it like a, a four out of five boys as a kid, if not more. Yeah, I'd give this one like three and a half, I guess. I almost gave it three and a half. Well, you that, didn't because you're a piece didn't. of shit. So <laughs> oh, I guess yeah. so. You need God to fucking it. make a you know a, decision. A decision. I did. I had three. I had made a decision. <laughs> and you don't like it. Yeah, you're right. You don't like my decisions. All right. So, yeah, you're right. He appeared in one episode of Superman, The Flash, called Speed Demons. Right. Oh, wait. But look up Temple Fugit. What, was this his last episode? No, he appears in Justice League Unlimited Task Force X. Oh, weird. So it, he's probably just a small role. So this might be the last time as a big character. I don't mm-hmm. think he's probably the big villain for a, a Suicide Squad episode of uh, Justice League. Mm-hmm. And I do remember that episode, and I don't really remember him in it. Uh, says, so where I, where it says, sees him, it says, they arrive at a warehouse formerly used by Lex Luthor and, and thus very secure against... Superhero surveillance. Lawton is introduced to the rest of the task force. Ex explosive expert Beat San Suchi, aka Plastique, inventor uh, George Harkness, aka Captain Boomerang, and planning expert Temple Fugit, aka the Clock King. Oh, okay, so I, he joins the team. I did not remember that. Wow. Yeah, it says with the exception of Flag, they all are criminals being offered amnesty in exchange for their services. Yep, Suicide Squad, baby. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Um, you know, I uh, saw the Suicide Squad, I think it's called Hell to Pay, uh, animated movie. It is R-rated. It is absolutely R-rated animation. Oh, yeah. And it it is came good. out a few years, like a, a year or two ago, or when did that work? Yeah. One? Oh, I think you're right. I think it's yeah, a couple, couple of years, years ago. Least. Yeah, that it, was fun. It, is, it, it was good. It's really good. It's it is a it is the best Suicide Squad uh, movie I've seen, and there's been a couple out there already. There's so there's the one that David Ayers did, um, Suicide Squad with uh, Margot Robbie and all that stuff, right? But there's also another one called um, Batman, like uh, Ark. It's like the Batman Arkham Asylum movie, mm-hmm. and and that's a Suicide Squad movie essentially. Um and that where they were they're going through Arkham Asylum where and it's all taking place within the Arkham Asylum world. That's like Assault on Asar- uh, Arkham, I think. Yes, Assault on Arkham. That's right. Yes, that's what it is. And that was okay. Um, but this one, Suicide Squad, Hell to Pay, was fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. That I really liked a lot. It was really good. I mean, the R was like hardcore. Like there was headshots, lots of fucking headshots, and just so heads yeah, it came out in in April of 2018. So pretty recent. And Steve, before we finish up tonight, of course, we have to talk about our best buddy, 
Anuj. Anuj again was asked us to mention the top 25 Batman podcast list that he has going on Feedspot. That's blog.feedspot.com slash Batman underscore podcasts. So out of those top 25, Steve, what are we still? Number eight now, right? Are we number eight now? I'm hoping by the time this episode airs. Woo woo. Wait, check, check. I don't think it changes. Okay, we're ten. Then we're still ten. <laughs> Damn it. Well, someday we'll be eight. We're mm-hmm. ten for now. Have, did but you ever email him? What? And you told him to check out our uh, promotion of his of his feed spot. No, and it just listens to us all the time. Mm, I don't think so. You gotta let him know. No, I don't, wait. Do we? Do, should I be telling him honestly? Yeah, I, I don't know. So. Let him know. Like, hey, buddy. <laughs> We've been listening to the show. We, We've been, we have been promoting you. We just haven't told you. you. Like, yeah, <laughs> nice. Can I get well, some that's right, cool boy nation. dollar dollar bills? Anuj has put together the most comprehensive list of the top 25 Batman podcasts on the internet, and he is honored that we are a part of that. And we're so. number 10. Yeah, and we're honored too, so, uh, so deal with that. We're, so We're boom. the best, right? That's right. Yep. Yeah. Same best stuff. Same. <laughs> I think I'm rubbing my mic a lot right now. Ooh. Just I g- love it. Just so you know. That's a that's a that's a little that's code for he's <laughs> rubbing his dick. You like that in nudge? <laughs> Cool boy bat nation, be sure to let us bat know what you bat thought of time out of joint. Or what your favorite bat episode is by bat emailing us at Batman and Beyond Coolboys at gmail.com. New episodes come out every Tuesday. Also, check out our other great Cool Boys Central content with the Cool Boys Podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Patreon. Be sure to like and subscribe to the Cool Boys and review us on iTunes. Also, donate to us on Patreon. It only costs a buck and you will receive special access to content too hot to air. You can find the Cool Boys on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash coolboyspodcast. Thank you for listening. Stay cool, cool boy, Bat Nation. Until next time, it's Byzies from Ballard. Bye from Steve. So cool. Batman. And beyond. Oh, yeah. Batman. And beyond.